0: Good afternoon, I'm Nikki De Guzman, thumping the news this hour. Media giant ABS-CBN maintains it did not violate any law or term of its franchise. This as the country's biggest network urged House lawmakers Tuesday to allow it to go back on air. ABS-CBN President and CEO Carlo Katigbak said the broadcasting company sees no reason why its franchise should not be approved.
1: And we agree. The law is the law. And under the law, we are innocent unless proven guilty up to now there is no court that has determined we have broken any laws sabi po ng BIR bayad ang aming buwis nanggaling po sa SEC na aprubado sa kanila ang pag-issue ng mga PDR ang Department of Justice ang nagsabi na hindi labag sa prangkisa ang KBO ang Dole naman ay nagsabi na sumunod kami sa lahat ng compliance orders nila Wala po kaming nilabag na batas. Pero inaamin namin na hindi kami isang perfectong organization. May mga kakulangan din po kami at handa naming ayusin ang mga ito.
0: Katigbak meanwhile denied allegations that the company is using its 11,000 employees to appeal to emotions for its cause.
1: We want to do everything we can to protect our employees. Pero may hangganan din ang kakayahan ng kumpanya namin. Habang wala kami sa ere, palaki ng palaki ang nalulugi sa amin. At sa mga darating na linggo, mapipilitan na kaming maglabas ng listahan ng mga empleyadong mawawala ng trabaho.
0: Meanwhile, Philippine House Deputy Speaker Rodante Marcoleta accuses ABS-CBN of violating the terms of its franchise and the Constitution. Marcoleta cited violations covering foreign ownership on media entities, labor laws, and even tax avoidance and alleged political bias. Marcoleta adds the granting of a franchise is a privilege.
2: The grant of a legislative franchise is merely a privilege and not a matter of right. Congress has the exclusive constitutional authority to award, alter, or revoke this privilege when the common good so requires, as in this particular case of ABS-CBN. We believe that it is but right for the House of Representatives to deny this time the franchise of ABS-CBN for flagrantly violating the Constitution and related laws even its own franchise, making it unworthy of the grant of this special privilege by the state.
0: Philippine Solicitor General Jose Calida, who had challenged ABS-CBN before the high court and regulators, should attend the House committee hearings or risk being held in contempt. Those warnings coming from the chiefs of the two House committees Tuesday. The government's chief lawyer skipped the lower chamber's hearing, citing the sub judice rule, which restricts comments that might influence the court.
1: If you will claim uh, the constitutional right against the uh... Um, testifying against yourself, if you're going to claim the right of privacy, if you're going to claim subjudice, sometimes we will allow that, but you have to be here. The chair is now directing both committee secretaries to write letters to the, res- uh, to the respective offices and joining them to attend our succeeding hearings. Otherwise, we will resort to compulsory processes.
0: The National Telecommunications Commission answers ABS CBN's petition for a temporary restraining order on its shutdown order before the Supreme Court. Let's get details from ABS CBN's Mike Navalio. Hello, Mike. What can you tell us?
3: Hi, Nikki. The National Telecommunications Commission has urged the Supreme Court to deny ABS-CBN Corporation's petition and plea for a temporary restraining order against the cease and desist order it issued. In its answer filed earlier today, the regulatory body insisted it had basis to issue the CDO, despite the letter from the House Franchise Committee and a Senate resolution authorizing it to issue a provisional authority in favor of the media giant, as these did not amount to a franchise. Without a franchise, the NTC said, it has the power to stop ABS-CBN's broadcasting operations. The NTC said ABS-CBN's rights to equal protection and due process were not violated. It pointed out that wrongful past practice could not be the basis for allowing ABS-CBN to operate, and the network is not similarly situated with other entities who were allowed to operate after the expiration of their franchise, as there was a complaint filed against ABS-CBN by no less than the Solicitor General. The Solicitor General, which acts as NTC's counsel, While the answer on behalf of the regulatory body, it was Solicitor General Hussain Khalida who lodged a co petition against ABS-CBN's franchise in February and who pressured the NTC to issue the CDO against ABS-CBN. The NTC also stressed it had the right to issue the CDO on its own upon the lapse of the network's franchise. The regulatory body denied violating ABS-CBN's right to freedom of speech and of the press, as well as the public's right to information, citing other available media and ABS-CBN's continued operations online. ABS-CBN's digital and cable operations account for only a small fraction of its previous reach, pointing out in its previous motion that there are areas in the country which can only be reached by, by the network. And even if NTC Commissioner Gamaliel Cordova had previously promised before the House Representatives to allow ABS CBN to continue operating, the NTC said it could not be held in stopple for the mistake or errors of any of its officials or agents. The NTC further argued ABS CBN has no right in essence to demand the issuance of a TRO. In the same pleading, the NTC also asked the High Court to drop the House of Representatives and the Senate as parties to the case. Supreme Court magistrates themselves, in a unanimous vote last week, ordered the House and the Senate to be impleaded and to file their respective comments to the petition. Nikki?
0: Right. Thanks for that report, Mike Nevalio. Kanyang says as long as the country is not under the new normal, classes will not resume. That's according to presidential spokesman Harry Roke. but he says if the community quarantine is lifted come August 24th, classes may reopen again. Roke asserts the COVID-19 pandemic should not be a reason for students to stop learning, adding that a so-called blended method of learning can be used.
1: But Kung hindi po talaga dumating ang new normal at hindi mai lift ang mga community quarantines, hindi naman po ibig sabihin na hindi na mag-aaral ang ating mga kabataan. Meron po tayong tinatawag na blended learning. Sa ngayon po kay Secretary Briones ng DepEd, gagamitin po natin ang telebisyon, ang radyo at ang internet para ipagpatuloy po ang edukasyon.
0: This follows after President Duterte earlier announced classes will not start until a vaccine for COVID-19 is found. President Duterte again warning businessmen against profiteering and hoarding of essential medical equipment as the country continues to battle COVID-19. The warning comes amid allegations a local supplier had been overpricing COVID-19 testing kits and machines. Duterte has ordered the National Bureau of Investigation to look into that allegation as well as the alleged irregularities in the procurement of COVID-19 equipment by the Health Department. <laughs>
2: Negotiating uh, to whether it's really uh, a, a, an issue of uh, hum- humanity and uh, uh, the, 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 the greed. It's uh, repulsive to the human uh, mind when you start to think about it. But let's uh, look at it on uh, what it is legally. Uh, since the uh, maybe you know, suspicion. If the NBI has the, the probable cause. Then go ahead, but uh, I still believe in the uh, what uh, accrues to accruing to government uh, people working the presumption of regularity in the performance of their duties.
0: On Sunday, former health secretary and now Iloilo representative Jeanette Guerin bared the alleged overpricing of a local supplier. She also claimed the company delayed the delivery of these medical equipment to the country. President Duterte defends the health department against allegations it bought overpriced personal protective equipment and testing machines. Duterte says health secretary Francisco Duque was merely following his orders to do everything he could fight, he could do to fight the new coronavirus.
2: I would listen uh, to Secretary Doge. But I gave him the instruction, and I admit it in public now, Saganya, do everything you can. There are so many proposals, so I do not care if, if it's not cheap, if it is expensive. go. Just go ahead and do something about it. Kasi ipit na tayo dito. So, gusto ko lang malaman ng sambayan ng Pilipino na I take full responsibility. Nang otos ko na magdalian mo, wala akong paki-alam kung saan ka magkuha, magnakaw ka. And I remember saying it, I do not care whether you go and steal, borrow, or kill a person to get a... Uh, what what needs to be done.
0: In a hearing last week, Senator Panfilo Lacson grilled health and budget officials over government's procurement of COVID-19 testing machines for 4 million pesos apiece. Lacson pointed out that a private firm bought them for only 1.75 million pesos each. Malacanang has said the president is seeking a probe on the matter. A group of over 700 private hospitals in the Philippines urges President Duterte to remove Health Secretary Francisco Duque. The Private Hospitals Association of the Philippines wrote to Duterte saying they've had enough of the promises of the health department and state health insurer PhilHealth, which is also headed by Duque. The most blatant shortcoming, according to the group, is PhilHealth's failure to release funds under the Interim Reimbursement Mechanism Program, leaving private hospitals cash-strapped
3: and to everyone watching
4: ANC. Okay, that's quite a piece of good news.
0: Duque has been getting flack over his handling of the COVID-19 crisis. San Juan City is ready if the national government further eases Metro Manila's lockdown to general community quarantine. That's according to Mayor Francis Zamora, who says the efforts of the local government against COVID-19 seem to be yielding positive results. San Juan recorded no infections or deaths over the weekend. Zamora also says it would now take nine and a half days before the number of COVID-19 cases in the city doubles. He adds as businesses reopen in the coming weeks, they will be given enough time to transition to the new normal.
1: I believe that uh, San Juan is uh, already prepared. Even during the MECQ here in San Juan, uh, you will notice that uh, there was no real surge of people on the streets. Even our uh, biggest uh, shopping center, which is Green Hills, uh, they have been uh, slowly opening. What is really important is uh, the slow transition into the new normal. So we really have to start transitioning, uh, not just uh, ourselves, but also all businesses or businesses to reopen They must submit their uh, return to work plans. Uh, They must get their certificates of compliance. And they must follow all the medical protocols indicated here. This is still not the time to relax. We must uh, continue to work hard to follow all the protocols.
0: The Philippine province of Cavite will never truly flatten the COVID-19 curve until the number of cases go down. That's according to Governor John Vic Remulya, who reported 310 infections in the province so far. But there is some good news. As Remulya says, the number of quarantine violators has dropped. He adds businesses in Cavite are ready for the new normal.
3: i see very, very, very few complaints from my constituents regarding the policies that we have set. So they, they, have, they have accepted it as a new normal already here in the province.
0: Rimula has allowed the reopening of malls after ordering their closure due to the mall operator's failure to enforce social distancing. A U.S.-based biotechnology company has begun the clinical trial of a vaccine candidate against COVID-19. Novavax says it has enrolled the first participants of the trial and it expects preliminary test results in July. Once the first phase of the trial is successfully completed, the second phase will then be conducted in several countries, including the U.S. The second phase will assess immunity, safety and COVID-19 disease reduction in a broader age range. Drug makers are racing to find an antidote for COVID-19, which has infected more than 5 million people worldwide and killed over 343,000. Over in Thailand, scientists aim to come up with a COVID-19 vaccine that'll be affordable for those in Asia. Last week, the Thai government said it planned to have a cure ready by next year after local researchers successfully conducted trials on mice. The experimental vaccine from that study has since moved on to trials on monkeys scientists aim to begin human clinical phase one testing by October if effective the Thai developed vaccine would mean desperately needed inoculation programs in low and medium income nations that may be priced out of securing the first wave of drugs
1: we just want Thailand and some of the Southeast Asian countries to get access to vaccine so now we got the, uh, the agreement in principle that okay if you make million of doses you can you know, make it, sell it available at cost or, you know, whatever affordable in Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Laos, Vietnam, Myanmar, mm-hmm. Pakistan, so seven countries.
0: Thousands of department stores and shopping centers in the U.K. will finally open next month as lockdown measures ease. Here's the full story.
4: Because of the progress we are making, I can with confidence put the British people on notice of the changes we intend to introduce as we move into step two. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Monday laid out a roadmap for a gradual reopening for thousands of high street shops, department stores and shopping centres starting next month. A day after announcing some young students may begin returning to school June 1st, Johnson made the comments about retail to give businesses time to prepare and make the necessary adjustments. So I can announce that it is our intention to allow outdoor markets to reopen from June the 1st, subject to all premises being made COVID-secure, as well as car showrooms. Then, from the 15th of June... We intend to allow all other non-essential retail, ranging from department stores to small, independent shops, to reopen. Johnson, who has fallen ill with the coronavirus himself, said the change would be contingent against five benchmark measures and would only be permitted for stores that are able to meet the COVID-19 secure guidelines.
0: Some of Europe's tourist hotspots are gearing up to revive their battered tourism industries. As this report tells us, Spain and Greece are urging foreign travellers to revisit their countries as they allow international flights again in July. Two of Europe's hottest vacation destinations made some major steps towards getting those tourists back on Monday. The Spanish government says it's going to allow international flights without a two-week quarantine starting on July 1. Greece, too, is also calling out for vacationers and their money. On Monday, it opened up the Greek Isles again to travel, as well as allowing cafes and restaurants to reopen as part of the gradual lifting of restrictions. Athens Mayor Kostas Bakianis:
1: Greece has been doing extremely well over these few months, and we are very optimistic about the future, about making sure that we can reopen our economy and send a message around the world that Greece is open and safe It's a destination where one can enjoy their holiday while at the same time securing their health.
0: Similar to Spain, international flights will be allowed to land at all Greek airports from July 1. Japan has lifted its coronavirus state of emergency. But Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe asserts this does not mean the end of the COVID-19 outbreak.
4: The Japanese government is declaring a success for what its prime minister calls the Japan model in controlling its coronavirus outbreak. Japan never imposed the strict lockdown seen in other countries, emphasizing voluntary efforts instead. Non on Monday, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe lifted the state of emergency set in Tokyo and four other areas, the last regions under the measures. Japan has comparatively few deaths compared to many other major countries, about 800. The economic fallout has been harsh, however. It's entered a recession, and Abe's administration is pledging two unprecedented stimulus packages worth a total of over $1.8 trillion. That's worth about 40% of their GDP. Japan is the third largest economy in the world. The recession has also hit Abe's approval rating and hard. Local media suggest it's hovering around only 29%. Abe says his government will reimpose the state of emergency if infection rates rise again. And to be clear, although Japan took a softer approach than some countries, non-essential businesses are still closed in some areas. With the emergency lifted, Tokyo itself plans to reopen some places, such as museums and allow fewer restrictions on restaurants. Movie theaters and others will remain closed for now.
0: Stay tuned to ANC. I'm Nikki de Guzman for more updates on the COVID 19.